Welcome to Keeping It Israel, brought to you by First Century Foundations. This weekly podcast explores how your Christian faith connects to Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's your host, Executive Director of First Century Foundations, Jeff Feuders. Well, welcome to the Keeping It Israel podcast today. My name is Jeff, and I'll be your host. And today, our guest is Samuel Werp. And uh, Samuel has a passion to see reconciliation between Jewish and Christian communities. Starting in 2011, he worked with the March of Remembrance, traveling across the U.S. and even internationally, calling on people to remember the atrocities of the Shoah or the Holocaust and reminding the world, you know, never again. Samuel is actively involved in the work happening in Israel through his family's business, Blessed by Israel, and that's blessedbuyisrael.com, a company that supports small family businesses throughout the heartland of Israel. Samuel is a speaker and a writer whose desire is to see all nations streaming up to Jerusalem to the house of the God of Jacob. So Samuel, welcome. Great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, it's our pleasure, and um, I've given you a bit of introduction here, but tell us a little yes, bit sir. more about yourself. How did you How did you first become passionate about reconciling Jewish and Christian communities? For sure. I, I was blessed. I had uh, amazing parents, and amazing parents um, are, are uh, unfortunately not so common in this world, but uh, I was blessed with a great set. And, um, you know, it said... Uh, mm that children get to get to choose their parents before they're born. And, uh, I, <laughs> I chose, I chose well, I guess. So, um, yeah, my mom <laughs> and my dad had a, had a passion for Israel, uh, before I was born. Um, my dad always grew, he, as a, as a young person, even, uh, grew up knowing that there was something about Israel that was important to God and to God's heart. And, um, so yeah, before I was born, there was already a, a seed, uh, in my mom and in my dad, um, that Israel was important to God. And, and since it's important to God, it should also be important to us. And so I grew up uh, with that mindset, with that mindset uh, moving forward through, through my whole life. Now, I think that's amazing. And, you know, my, I would say my Christian experience would be the same thing. I had, I had wonderful Christian parents who sort of taught me those principles, but, but there always is a moment. There's a moment when it becomes uh, personal for you, when it becomes sort of real to you. Do you kind of remember that moment uh, in relation to your passion for Israel? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there's probably several moments in my life. Um, but I would say the biggest one was was my first experience in Israel um, back in 2011. Uh, I I went to Israel. I was 15 years old. Uh, I, I knew all about Israel. I, I had studied a little bit of Hebrew. You know, I could I could you know kind of mm-hmm. speak a few words and, and such. And but I didn't really. Uh, it wasn't. It, it was there, but it, but it needed to to become alive, right? It, it was something that I understood, but I didn't really know. It wasn't a a passion, I guess you could say, because I had never experienced it and in the way that I experienced it when I went over there. And when I experienced it when I over, went over there was that God was alive, his word was coming true, mm-hmm. and that I had a place in it. And that was so empowering for me is, is, to, re- is to read the words of, of the prophets, you know, to read the words that, that God spoke so many years ago and to recognize it's happening today. 
And not only is it happening, but I can be a part of what God is doing. And so um, that was exciting for me. It was a realization that um, that God is God is not just moving, but God is asking that people come and, and join with him. I mean, that's kind of, I think, what the story of, of just the Tanakh, of what the Bible is about, is God is saying, I'm moving. Yeah. Who's going to join with me? You know, who's going to be a part of what I'm doing in the world today? And that's that's what we see throughout Scripture. And so I think when we read the Bible, that's how we should be reading it is, okay, God used Moses, God used Abraham, God used David, God used Joshua, God. So what is God? how is God going to use me in the world today? What is my place? What is my role? What is my calling? Um, because obviously I do have a part in the work of God that he's doing in the world today. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, it's amazing. And I love those sort of those questions, you know, what is God doing? And, and why does he want me to be a part of it? How can I work that out practically in my own life and my own experience? I think that's exactly. just an amazing perspective and a way to approach uh, life in general, but also, uh, you know, in a, a way to approach our connection with Israel and with the Jewish people and, and uh, you know, the covenants. So many people today uh, think that, uh, you know, none of this, none of this has any bearing now on the Christian church. And um, uh, I, I think I'd like to sort of hear you talk a little bit about that, because, you know, here in North America, we, we encounter uh, some uh, either ambivalence around Israel uh, or even uh, you know, even some some anti-Israel sentiment. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I find it um, sometimes hard to wrap my mind around it or to comprehend. You know, we, we speak about mm. a God of, who is faithful and we speak about a God who keeps covenant. And then we say that he's done away with this covenant with Israel. And we say that he, uh, because Israel was not faithful, therefore he cast them aside. Um, and, then we, and then we feel like, you know, like that, that there is no, there's no way I would feel comfortable in a relationship with a God who, who has cast aside covenants with other people. <laughs> right. I mean, there's, I, I wouldn't yeah. feel comfortable in that. And so the God, the God who has been faithful throughout the, the Torah, throughout the Tanakh, throughout the scriptures, because he has been faithful to Israel, that despite, you know, that we have, we have turned aside and we've left and, and left him and gone astray. Despite all that, he's remained faithful. Um, he's been faithful to Israel. Right. I know that he's going to be faithful to me. And I, I, I don't understand yes. how you could read the, the Bible any other way. Um, and so that would be my encouragement to people is, is when you read the word, when you read the Bible, recognize that the faithfulness of God to Israel shows that he will be faithful to you, shows that he will be faithful to us. And so he's called mm -hmm. us out, right? He's called us out of darkness, um, out, of, out of darkness into his marvelous light. And uh, what a privilege, what a blessing. But the only reason we can truly um, have have confidence in that is that he's been faithful to the people that he called from the beginning. So, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't I don't think you can read the word any any other way. Or you shouldn't. Uh, that's an excellent perspective, Samuel. I love to hear you share about that now some of this comes right out of sort of church history. You know, would you say that the church has an anti-Semitic past? Um, yes, I would. And uh, I think it's interesting. I was, I was uh, reading an article written by a friend of ours, um, Bob O'Dell, and I thought it was very interesting. Um, 
he brought up the idea. We always in in Christianity we read Romans eleven, right, which which talks about a partial blinding of the Jewish yeah. people. Um, which notice it says partial. Um, people seem to take it and say they're blind. No, that there's a partial blindness, not just on the Jewish people, but I think if you really look at the world, I think everybody is blind a little bit, right? If you read Isaiah 60, it says, um, talking to Zion, it says, Arise, shine, your light has come to glory of God has risen upon you. That's talking about uh, the nation of Israel, the, the, the land of Zion. Um, and then it goes on, it says that darkness, for darkness covers the, the peoples and deep darkness, the nations. And so everybody has a blindness. There's, there are, there's darkness around the world. So to say that the Jewish people are the only one with a partial blindness um, would, would, would seem, um, uh, everybody has their blind spots. Everybody has their problems. And so we can't, we can't just put it on, on one yeah, nation, one sure. people. Um, yes. But with that, with Romans 11, continuing on, it says that um, talking about the, it was basically like the, the tree of Israel, right? And it says that you've been grafted into that tree. And it says, don't boast against the branches that have been cut off, right? Because it talks about that there will be an in gathering. There will be also of, of the Jewish people also of, of being grafted back in. It says, don't boast against those branches. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason it says you don't boast is that you will be cut off. Exactly. And throughout Christian history, we've always read Romans chapter 11 as a as a warning. But perhaps it's actually happened because I think that if you look truly look through history, um, Christianity has boasted against Israel, has boasted against the root. It says don't boast against the root because you don't support the root. The root supports you. And yet Christianity has hacked itself throughout history off of that route and then it's surprised why why we're dying why we're losing mm. our our potency why why we're not making the impact that we want to make in the world um why are we being cut out of politics why are we being cut out of the schools why are we being cut out of every avenue of of life and of society except perhaps maybe we've cut ourselves off from the root and we boasted against the branches that we should have been should not have been boasting against and so Romans 11, I, w- I would say, perhaps is not a warning. Perhaps we are living in the time of Romans 11, and mm. we need to regraft ourselves into the root of Israel and, and into the God of Israel. You cannot, um, you know, it, it's, it's shocking uh, to read some of, some of the church forefathers who, who truly did not know the God of Israel and who knew so little about who we would call the Messiah of Israel, right? Um, they knew so little. And um, yes, they, they they said some great things. They had many, many, uh, you know, many powerful works, um, but they knew so little about about the God and Messiah of Israel. Mm. And so um, with that, I think there, there is a part that we need to recognize that God's God's covenants, like we were talking about, are eternal. Um, God has been faithful to the Jewish people. And there is a part of of Christianity that needs to that we need to cut off. We need to get rid of. We need to say we don't. Uh, we we will not. We don't agree with this. Uh, we will not continue walking with uh, with this. Um, and and to truly take a stand, right? I think a lot of Christianity is is recognizes the past, but they're not willing to say we 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 stand against this. We're not going to um, join. You know, continue walking in this theology or in this idea or with these ideas and take a public stand against them. Because as soon as you sit, you take a public stand, you're setting yourself up as a target. 
and a lot of people don't want to be targets. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but, 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 <laughs> but just being, just being yeah. a Christian in general, right. Being a, a which means a, a, a little Christ, right. A follower of, of the Messiah, um, for us, uh, I think should be a target in the first place. Right. I don't think we, we were called to live a comfortable life. And I think a lot of Yeshua's teachings, uh, were not about a comfortable life. They were about making a difference for the kingdom of God. That's, that's what being a true follower of, of Yeshua is. And uh, that's that's the life that we've been called to. And it's not about sitting, filling a pew on Sunday or sitting in a sitting in a messianic synagogue on Saturday. It's about making a difference for God and for for his kingdom. That's good stuff. And I think that, uh, you know, you, you point out some great things. We, we do come back to the Romans texts uh, quite often in our discussions on this podcast. But, you know, you talked about about reading Romans 11 before your understanding of its its connection to Israel and why Christians should connect. But honestly, you know, Romans 9 through 11, I don't even remember hearing very many messages uh, about those texts growing up. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like we we skipped over that because we we really didn't understand sort of all of Paul's angst around, you know, the Jewish people and and this uh this idea that we're talking about. And of course, replacement theology, which you referred to, you know, would say that, that, uh, you know, the church has replaced Israel. We no longer need to, uh, you know, look at all of those things in that light. But, uh, you know, what you're saying is so true that we have to be careful because, you know, uh, you know, Paul says, if we can be grafted in as Gentiles, how much how much more could uh, you know those branches that were originally broken off the tree be grafted back in you know we're we're sort of foreign For branches sure. being grafted in and so i think that's just a, a great point that you make there and so yeah, we would say that the church has a bit of an anti-Semitic past and we need to remember that past and learn from that past and understand our connection as believers in Yeshua to the the land, the people, and of course, uh, you know, the God of Israel. And so um, uh, thanks so much for sharing that. Now, uh, in a very sort of practical way, um, this spiritual battle gets worked out in our, in our world. We see it politically, we see it, uh, you know, in the media, we see all kinds of uh, sort of slanted reporting about Israel, about the nation of Israel, about, uh, you know, settlers, uh, you know, that, that that word is a kind of a, a bit of a... Um, an alarm bell for a lot of people. If you talk about the settlers in Israel and uh, Judea and Samaria sure. is where so many of those uh, those folks are living. Talk to us a little bit about the BDS movement. Um, what is it? Is it? Do you feel that this is anti-Semitic? What's really happening there with with all of that? Right. Yeah. The BDS movement stands for Boycott, Divest, and Sanction. Um, it's a movement that's trying to basically delegitimize Israel, um, destroy her and cripple her economically, um, politically, um, trying to uh, destroy the, the name and character of the nation of Israel um, in world politics. Um, and yeah, for, for us, it was it was something that, that we recognized that, um, you know, there's an issue here. Um, especially with a lot of the misinformation that's happening in the world today. Um, you know, my mother's from, from Austria, from Europe. Um, 
it was big in Europe, um, a big push to to boycott Israel. Um, even here in, in the U.S. on, on campuses uh, across the nation, a big push for uh, the BDS movement, boycott, divest, sanction Israel. Um, and and the reality is, is that the only thing wrong that Israel has done is taking back the land that is rightfully theirs, right? And not only taking it back, but taking it back um, when when the surrounding nations came to came to basically destroy her, you know, it was the it was the push or the mm. you know their call to action was drive the Jews into the sea, and so um, not only was it land that was rightfully theirs in the first place, but it was land that they took um, rightfully in 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 war, and so, uh, but yeah, it, it, throughout the throughout history since the the birth of Israel. Um, there's always been, uh, you know, there's always been a, 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 a hatred of Israel, I think, partially because there's a recognition that they are the chosen people of God, whether whether you know it in your in your head or you don't, you know, whether it's just in, in, in the back. You know, I think there there is a hatred uh, of the Jewish people because they stand for truth. They stand mm-hmm. for uh, a God who, who calls for morality and for morals and, and, a, and a lifestyle that's devoted to him. Um, and people don't like that. Um, but yeah, uh, if you look at history, it seems like uh, starting, you know, 1948, we had, you know, that, that, that starting war, basically the ground war for the nation of Israel. Um, but over time, it's, it's, it's as if the nations have recognized, hey, uh, obviously, uh, we, don't know, we don't know who's on their side, but somebody's on their side that's not letting us destroy them. Um, you know, through 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 the method of, of warfare, so we are going to delegitimize them. We are going to cripple them uh, economically. We are going to defame them and basically do everything that we can uh, to destroy their name and, and their face in, in, in the world. Um, and and with that, uh, it was our family was recognizing. Um, you know, unfortunately, Israel uh, is losing the war on in, uh, of information in, the, in this age of information, and we need to do something about it because mm-hmm. so many people are uneducated. Uh, so many people don't know or understand what's happening in Israel, and most people don't know. It's interesting, actually. I heard a, a survey once that said that uh, this was a, a Christian survey. People were, they were asking Christians, um, how many of you believe that, that the land that was promised to Abraham should go to the Jewish people. And I think it was in the 90% that said, well, yeah, the land that's promised to Abraham should be given to the Jewish people. Uh, But then they they turned around and said, how many of you think that the land that is currently called Palestine should be given over to the Palestinians? And I think it was, again, about 90% said, well, yeah, the land that's called Palestine should be given to the Palestinians. So we have this misinformation going on here that most people don't understand that the mm-hmm. land that was promised to Abraham is the very land that they now call Palestine that they want to give to the Palestinians, right? So it's a total uh, disconnect from the land of Israel. 80% uh, of the Bible took place in, the, in what's called Judea and Samaria. And most people don't, don't know that. Most people call it the West Bank. Why do they call it the West Bank? Because you totally remove the context of what this place was. You know, Judea comes from the word Jew, right? So so Yehuda, you know, mm. like in Hebrew, Yehuda, the land of Yehuda is for the Yehudim. Right. And so like it sounds even better in Hebrew because you understand, wow, 
this is this is the land of the Jews, right? This is the land of Judea, um, and in Samaria, just you read the places uh, throughout the throughout the Bible right. um, of of the history that happened there. Uh, this is the land of of the Jewish people, and so yeah, it's an information war. It's a war that um, we need to we need to get on the on the front lines of, and uh, that was for our family. It was it was recognizing that. Uh, you know, like, like you, you said at, at the intro, um, our family's done a lot of uh, Holocaust education. You know, how could something like this happen? And a lot of it happens when you when you take a person and you uh, remove their face, you remove their humanity, you remove who they are, you turn them into a, a character, uh, you know, a stick figure, and and call them uh, the evil settlers. And uh, but these are not. These are not just, you know, a, a, a headline on a newspaper. Yeah. These are actual real people. And why are they there? That, that story is not getting out. Um, what are the, you know, what are their life's dreams and visions? And why do they make the journey from California and, um, and Colorado and New York and, and Florida? Why do they make this journey all the way over to the land of Israel um, and put their families at risk? And that was the story that wasn't being told. And so right. uh, our family, we said we need to make a difference. We recognize that in the past, um, things are allowed to happen because uh, people are silent. People um, people are, are not willing to, to, to stand up and, and speak about uh, what's happening in the world. And also, um, yeah, there's like a veil of silence and ap- apathy that covers a lot of a lot of America. And so. Uh, we said now is the time to wake up. We've been talking about it for a long time. We've said never again. We would always yeah. be with the Jewish people. We would stand with them no matter the cost. And now is the time to for us to wake up to the reality of what's happening in the world and do something about it. And so from that, Blessed by Israel was born. Um, to bless, defend, and serve. That, that BDS, bless, defend, and serve the Jewish people and the land of Israel. Um, not not for a blessing, right? A lot. I, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people... Um, it's it's like this. Um, of course, when you bless the Jewish people, you will be blessed. But I think it's an overused phrase, right? So when when God says to Abraham, um, "Those who bless you, I will bless." Um, let's. I, I tell people, let's not bless Israel just to get a blessing in return. Let's bless Israel because it's the right thing to do. Exactly. And it's because where God's heart is at in the world today. Yeah. And the rest is is a fringe benefit. I mean, you know, that's a, I think that's exactly. what we tell people too. You know, we do this because it's the right thing. We do this because it's biblical. Because uh, you know, God told us that we should. And anything that happens sort of to our benefit as a result of that is just kind of icing on the icing on the cake, I guess, if you will. But exactly. um, great thoughts about about the BDS movement. And I, you know, uh, you know. To, to let our, our listeners know who maybe don't fully understand, this is a worldwide movement that is actually discouraging uh, the purchase of uh, products that are made specifically in Judea and Samaria, uh, wanting to even change the labeling so that, uh, you know, it no longer says that, that those products are made in Israel. And um, it really is, 
you know, an outworking of this kind of spiritual battle between, uh, you know, good and evil, between, uh, uh, you know, God's kingdom and the kingdom of this world. And you guys have come up with a really, really sort of practical way to combat that. You've come alongside right. small businesses and families in, uh, in the area, in Judea and Samaria. Tell us a little bit about Blessed by Israel. When was it founded? Why was it founded? And, you know, we'll sort of go from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, a little bit of, of the story is what I, what I said earlier, right? We were involved in Holocaust education, mm -hmm. recognized that the same thing that happened in the 1930s in Germany was happening again um, against the Jewish people. It started with um, saying you can't buy from Jews, right? Um, Jews aren't allowed to sell their, their products anymore. And so um, with that, we're like, well, you know, we need to we need to make a difference. We need to uh, stand up for we've been saying, you know, from history, we're, we're going to do something. We wouldn't be those people, you know, back in back in the time who didn't do anything. And yet here we are sitting, sitting back, not doing anything about this obvious, obvious problem. Mm -hmm. um, so we started in, in 2015. Uh, the idea was born for Blessed by Israel. Um, I still remember we were sitting, uh, I have four brothers, so the whole family was sitting down. All of us are involved in the business. All of us were sitting down, trying to come up with a name uh, and trying to come up with, with really how we could make a, a practical impact in the land of Israel. Um, and that was, that was the first, the first uh, kind of beginning of, of, the, of Blessed by Israel. Um, by February of 2016, my dad and I were already over in Israel, talking to people, um, looking at products, discussing with, uh, you know, different, uh, discussing different opportunities and potential that, that was out there. And uh, yeah, by the end of the year, we, we had our first shipment of products into the US and it was go time from there. And we've been busy ever since. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I would say, um, you know, in some ways, they're not really suppliers anymore. I mean, they are, you know, they're but producers and suppliers, but they've also become friends. And uh, that was the blessing for us, right? We, we thought we just want to bless Israel. We want to, you know, and so um, we were kind of expecting a, a business relationship. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you should, you know, the different people that we're working with, they're like, hey, when are you coming over? We heard you're in Israel, you know, come, we have a, a bar mitzvah or come, we have a, you know, a circumcision, you need to, you need to be there. You need to be with us. You've been standing with us and, and supporting us on, on the outside. Now it's the time to come and, and support us and be with us in our, in our joy and celebration. And so, uh, yeah, that was, that was so amazing is, is for them to, to, to like invite us into their family and, and, um, really just to experience, um, the, like the, the, the warmth of the Jewish people and, um, it was something that I guess you could say after studying history, after looking at the horrors of the Holocaust and the silence of the church in that, uh, maybe we weren't expecting such a warm reception and welcome, mm. but, uh, there's some of the most amazing people in the world, uh, and they know how to love and they know how to throw a party. <laughs> yeah. And so that was, that was what changed uh, my life. Right. Yep. And so here's, here's these different families who are putting themselves in the front lines um, really of, of, you know, there are, there is terrorism over there. There are, uh, threats that, that, um, could actually be acted upon over there. 
and yet their faith and their courage to stand strong and say, this is the land that God has given us. This is the land of Abraham. Um, and, and, and to stand on that uh, was empowering for me to say, if, if they recognize the faithfulness of God and they're putting their lives on the line, then I know that God will be faithful to us, right? We're just traveling around in a motorhome selling products from Israel. And, uh, you know, people thought we were crazy, but, but hey, sometimes when, you know, if you look at the lives of the prophets, the people thought they were crazy as well. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, when you compare, put it into comparison, like these people are, are, are putting their lives on the line. Uh, I think the least we could do is get into a motorhome and travel across country and speak on their behalf yeah. and be, be the voice that they don't have in the world, especially in, in, in the Christian community, which is something that, you know, a, a reach that we have that they don't have. And so just being able to speak in, into the, into the Christian community and, and say, come and, and, and behold the works of the Lord, you know, come and see what God is doing, taste and see mm-hmm. that the Lord is good. Yeah. And uh, that was that was something that was really cool that we can actually invite people to not just, you know, like like it's not just a phrase that we can say, but it's an actual experience that you can have that you can taste and see that God is faithful. And I, I love to take people through our, you know, when we would have a booth and have our products sit out, just say everything that's on this table is a testimony to the faithfulness of God. And so when you take this product home, you can hold on to it and say, hey, I have a bottle of olive oil that testifies to the faithfulness of God. Hey, I have a, a ceramic mug that sits on my shelf. And every morning I see it, I know, hey, God is faithful. Yeah. And so uh, and if God's been faithful to the Jewish people, then he's, he's going to be faithful to us as well. So, you know, that was something that, that really uh, fired me up that I can grab onto. Right. And, uh, you know, God's God's word isn't God's word is not just something that that we uh sit around and read and, you know, in the morning and, and take comfort in God's word is something that empowers us to make an action and difference in the world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And so if you're listening today or you're watching, uh, go to the website blessedbyisrael.com. That's blessed, B-U-Y, Israel.com. And you can check out the products that uh, they have available there. And if you purchase from them, you're supporting Israel, you're supporting settlers in the in the heart of Israel in Judea and Samaria. And it's a great practical way for you to be able to do that. And you know, we, we encourage people to pray for Israel, we encourage people to give to help us, you know, support ministries in the land of Israel and humanitarian aid organizations organizations in the land of Israel. But here's another practical way, something that you do anyway. You go and you shop for stuff. Uh, Go and do it from blessedbyisrael.com. And in a very practical way, you'll be engaging with Israel and supporting Israel and really uh, doing something that I believe, you know, God wants you to do. Samuel, why do you think it's important for Christians to bless Israel? Just kind of tell our, our viewers, our listeners, why it's so important for them to do this. Yeah, I actually can't take credit for this. Uh, it was <laughs> a statement that was said at one of the end of our presentation. So we had just finished going through the importance of Israel, talking about, you know, God's heart about the land of Israel. And all of a sudden, this guy stands up at the very end. And he's like, uh, everybody, go to their table, buy every product off of their table, because the more you buy, the faster the Messiah comes. And I thought, hey, that's a that's a great that's a great <laughs> ad 
And so, but it's true. It's time for it's time for us to get involved yeah. in in the work that God is doing around the world. And and it's not just um, it's not just us. You know, it's not like we have some special calling or or some some mad something magical happened to our family. Uh, it was really all it was was a heart that said, "God, do with us what you want." You know, it was the heart of Isaiah that said. Um, not just, uh, here am I, Isaiah didn't just say, here am I, Isaiah also said, send me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I feel like oftentimes people, people, people have the attitude of here am I, right? I showed up, I got the t-shirt, but not, not many people say, send me, right? Do, do with me what you want. Um, but really that's the heart that God uh, wants and that's the heart that God uses. And so, um, yeah, be, be involved. Um, and not just, um, not just with us, but, you know, you, Mr. Jeff, you have also, you have great ministries that you're supporting in the land. Um, and, and, and not only that, but I, f- I feel like so many people, um, when they look at the world, that they, they feel like uh, the mission or what we would call mission work, right, in Christian terms, is, is out in, in some faraway place. Um, but really, it's, it's doing what's set in front of you. God has you in a place. Um, for a specific mission, for a specific task. And it's up to you to say, here, my God, uh, send me, do with me what you want. Um, and that may be working in a homeless shelter. That may be, um, you know, taking care of orphans. That may be whatever that looks like. That may be serving and working in the land of Israel, but whatever that looks like, answer the call of God. That would be my encouragement to people is God has a calling and, and role in your life. And that was the most powerful thing for me to recognize is that God has has a plan for me. God has a purpose for me and uh, a calling and that I must, I must answer. So God is calling and, and I must answer. I must go. Wow, Samuel, that's a fantastic challenge and a great reminder, I think, to all of us, if you're listening, if you're watching today, that uh, God does have a purpose for us to fulfill. And uh, when it comes to this relationship with Israel, you know, we, we encourage people, pray, pray for Israel every day. Just take a few minutes and pray for one of the ministries there. Pray for, for, for sure. uh, Samuel and for his dad, Steve, who are involved in Blessed by Israel. Pray for others who are, who are involved in in ministries that help to support Israel and pray that God will use us. Pray that God will use you uh, in the way that he wants to use you to fulfill his kingdom mandate. Uh, Samuel, I just want to say thank you so much for being with us on the podcast today. Thank you. Uh, We've had your dad on the podcast in the past, and this is just another great reminder about the amazing ministry that you guys do. And uh, we hope that uh, we'll be able to engage again. I hope to be able to meet you in person someday. But uh, God bless you. Thanks for being with us. God bless you. Israel, that meaningful name is mentioned more than 2,300 times in the Bible. It is from this land, nation, and people that Christianity emerged some 2,000 years ago. But since that time, Christianity has become mostly disconnected from Israel. And without an understanding of the Jewishness of Jesus and our Hebraic foundations, so much of the depth and meaning of the Bible is lost. First Century Foundations is committed to helping Christians reconnect and stay connected to Israel. We invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can view our TV programs and weekly video podcast, Keeping It Israel. Follow us on Facebook and our other social media platforms. Let's reconnect to Israel and stay connected.
Find out more at firstcenturyfoundations.com.